0: Share a testimony about the grace of God for just a moment and then sing for us. And the young man, who is a song leader in that church, began to share a testimony. And some years ago, he had lost his father. And he began to talk about his father and the influence in his life. And he began to share a testimony about his salvation. And he began to talk, and as he was talking, he said, you know, whenever I was a teenager, I I just was one of those teenagers that that was, you know, playing games with God. I knew what to say and how to say it, and I, I knew I wasn't saved, but hey, I was a good kid he said then he was in his, in his college years, and he came home, and he was talking to his dad. And as he was talking to his dad, he was talking to him, and he said, Dad, I, I know I'm surrendered. I've surrendered to preach, and I've, I'm at Bible college. I'm a good kid. And his father looked at him and said, Hey, you, you, you've surrendered to these things, but you can't surrender to these things because you don't know God. Now, he knew that he was playing games with God, but for about three to six months, he continued to live that life and live that lie is what he kept saying. He'd be sitting in a church service and he kept lying to himself. He'd be sitting in a revival meeting, he kept lying to himself. He said he was sitting in a service and it was at their Bible college, wherever he was going. And he was sitting there and he had developed a friendship with the pastor that was there preaching the college revival. It was another pastor from the area that he was from and that pastor had come and he was preaching and that pastor began to to share a testimony and shared a very similar testimony. And so you're probably thinking right now, right this very moment, you're saying, wait a second, there was a young man that went to Bible college and he was preparing to preach and he wasn't saved? Yes. Because there had never come a time in his life where he had made a decision and he had said, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. Lord, I know I'm lost. And Lord, I'm calling upon you to save me. He was sitting in a church service that night, and that pastor was preaching and sharing that testimony, and it was that night he said he had stopped telling that lie. He was in Bible college, sophomore year, and accepted Jesus Christ as his personal Savior. His life, I'll tell you, the hand of God is on that man's life. I'll go and I'll I'll, I'll listen to him sing occasionally. And the way the Lord is using that young man, it's an amazing thing. And I'm afraid in many of our churches tonight, in many churches across this nation, there are many people who are sitting in churches and you're telling yourself a lie. You're walking through the doors of the church and you're saying things like, I know that I am a good person. There might be someone who's walked through the doors of the church tonight and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, but you're saying, hey, I'm faithful to the house of God. That means nothing. You're saying, I give to the, to the church, and I give to missions, and I give to others. That means nothing. You say, I serve in this ministry, and I do this, and I do that. It means nothing. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, it means nothing. And there are far too many people that are walking through the doors of the church, and they're telling themselves a lie. I was one of them. For many years I was telling that lie and it wasn't until I was at teen camp when the Lord had just miraculously dealt with me in an amazing way and I look back at that service in my hands, I remember my hands just getting all that clamminess. I remember I was just begging that the preacher would stop preaching. I needed to get to the altar and I remember that night whenever he was done preaching, I ran to that altar as quickly as I could. Kelly's pawpaw dealt with me and he led me to the Lord and it was that night that I said, I know that I am saved. You see, the advice that he is giving here, notice what he says, Solomon, my son, know thou the God of thy father. Hey, it's not just enough to know about God. You have to know God. There are far too many people who have a head knowledge of who the Lord is, but they don't have a heart knowledge of who the Lord is. As you come to realize some of these things, you come to realize the importance of salvation, you come to realize the importance of that personal relationship, and far too often, if we're not careful, we're giving so much advice, but we're neglecting the greatest advice that we can give. Do you know Jesus is your personal Savior? You know, we live in a world today where there are, there are churches that are full tonight. And I have come in contact with people before who, who have said, hey, I go to church and I do this and I do that. And you begin to talk about salvation. You begin to talk about and ask their testimony and they don't have one. Because many churches in our nation, they're, they're, they're filled with people who are, they're putting to work. And they're working For God, but they don't know God. And I don't know if there's someone here tonight. I don't know if you've walked to the doors of the church and you've been doubting or you've been struggling or you just know right this very moment you've been telling yourself that lie. And maybe right this very moment you're uh, letting pride win that battle because you don't know what someone else might say. Can I share with you? It doesn't matter what someone else will say. I'm so grateful that I came to realize that it didn't matter what my mom or my dad was going to say when I called them. The only thing that matters, I knew that I could fall asleep that night and not have to worry where I was going to go. Can I share with you some of the greatest advice that you find in Scripture is this advice right here, is he says, Solomon, my son, know thou the God of thy father. I've got two children on the front row right at this very moment. My favorite child's in the nursery. And uh, I'm just kidding. But I've got three children here in the house of God tonight. And there's going to to come a time whenever we begin to have some really deep conversations about some things. Jackson's recently accepted Jesus Christ as his personal Savior, and we've had many conversations about that, and he is is growing in his knowledge of some things, and, and it's exciting to see the Lord working, and it thrills my heart. Because I don't want my children to grow up in church and know what to say and how to say it, but not know the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. I don't want my children to grow up and serve in the the, the choir ministry or stand right here and sing or stand behind the the pulpit and and do certain things or take up the offering or or be a helper or whatever the case may be but not know the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. I want them to understand that if they serve the Lord, that's wonderful, but if they don't know Jesus, then it means nothing. I want my children to accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. I want them to understand that is vital and that is important. That's the greatest decision they will ever make. And and David is dealing with Solomon. He says, Solomon, first and foremost, he doesn't go on and begin to deal with service. He he doesn't go on and begin to deal with certain things. He starts off and says, Solomon, no God. Can I share with you? If we're not careful, we'll place an emphasis in our homes on everything but our personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Look, my son's going to be the greatest baseball player in the town of Clarksville, Tennessee. You think I'm joking? No, he's not really a baseball player. Maybe basketball. Miss Kelly's hoping not. I hope he does. I hope he's great. That's wonderful. I grew up playing sports. I I love those types of things. We have a great time playing together. And I'll give him some advice. But if my son leaves the home, and the only advice that he can recall is the advice that I gave him concerning sports, then I have failed him. If the only advice that he can recall is the advice that I gave him concerning school, then I have failed him. If the only advice that I have given him is is certain things that are things that are going to fade, then I have failed him because my son needs to understand that he needs to know God. And not only to this point of knowing him as his personal Savior, but there's going to come a time whenever me and Jackson are sitting there and I look at him and I say, Son, you need to start working on your personal relationship with the Lord. You need to know God. You don't just need to know God as your Savior. You need to know Him and get get to to the point where you are spending time with Him on a daily basis. I can't imagine being that young man and talking to his father and expressing all of those many things and his father looking at him and saying, hey, you don't know God. Imagine for just a moment. I mean, the, the, the next three to six months, as a matter of fact, he said he rebelled. He was so mad about it. I mean, imagine doing that, and you know the life, and you know the lie you're telling yourself, and your father looks at you and says, I don't think you know God. The bitterness that builds up, the anger, the frustration. And all of a sudden, you're sitting in a revival meeting, and all of a sudden, you've been telling yourself this lie for so long, and God breaks through on that lie and says, It's time to stop telling that lie. Now that man is being used mightily of the Lord. Number one, we see that we need to know the Lord personally. Number two, notice what he goes on to say. He says, Know thou the God of thy Father, and serve Him with a perfect heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searcheth all hearts. Number two, we need to serve the Lord personally. Not only know the Lord personally, you need to serve the Lord personally. And notice what he goes on to say right here. Not only is he dealing with serving the Lord, but he says with a perfect heart. One of my fears... And I'm praying that the Lord would give me some discernment, give me some grace, give me some guidance on this. As my children, their second home is the house of God. On a Monday, on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday, on a, on a Friday, on a Saturday, on a Sunday, because we take Thursdays. There's a very good chance my children might be found here on this property. And then there are times whenever we will go soul winning with them and we'll bring them with us. And there are times whenever we will go to certain camps. My children were able to go with me when I preached at a youth camp just a a couple of summer ago. And they're able to go to some of these youth meetings and certain things like that. And I I want my children to understand the importance of serving, but I want them to catch that it has nothing to do with their presence. It has to do with what are they serving with. I don't want my children to serve with a bitter heart. I don't want my children to get angry that they have to serve the lord no i want my children to grow to love serving the lord as he deals with this he says right here he says serve him with a perfect heart i want my children to grow and to to come to the place where not only do they want to, to have a personal relationship with the lord but the things that they do i want them to grow to to love singing unto the lord i want to train them and teach them that everything that they do is not so that people can praise them but that god is receiving all the honor and all the glory I need the Lord to give me some grace in this. I need the Lord to give me some some wisdom and some counsel and some discernment into how to approach that because I want my children to stay in church. I want my children to grow in church and fall in love with the Lord and have that personal relationship and say, hey, what am I going to do with that Lord? What do you want me to do? I want you to serve. Serve with a perfect heart. You know, one of the dangers within uh, raising children in church is that sometimes if we're not careful, our children see that their parents aren't serving with a perfect heart. One of the things that Kelly and I have become very uh, careful of for the last couple of years is we don't technically, or we try not to have any church conversations in the car anymore. You know why? They got ears. And you'll be thinking, oh, they're coloring on that book, they're watching that TV, and all of a sudden they'll they'll hear someone say, oh, hey, what, Hush. Zip it. You don't know what you're talking about. So we just don't. We don't have any conversations church-wise at all because we want our children to understand that, hey, there is joy. My children will slowly be introduced to the things that, that be, let's be honest, there's not all just you know, happy times whenever you come to church. There's some hurt every once in a while. There's some struggle. We're a church family. There's times whenever we'll bicker at each other. And my children will experience that. I'm sure there's going to be times whenever they get into the youth department and they're they're bickering at each other or they're they're in the the children's department and they're bickering at each other. I mean, there's going to be times like that. And I look at those things and I try to to understand that those are training opportunities. But I want my children to serve the Lord, but serve Him with a perfect heart. Notice with me what he goes on to say. He says, with a willing mind. With a willing mind. For the Lord searcheth all hearts." I remember right after I had gotten saved, one of the very first things that I did was I remember going out soul winning, and I hadn't really done that before. And we had some soul winning training, but the greatest training for soul winning is just doing it. Uh, let's just be honest: is the more you try to reach souls, the better. It is for you and sharing the gospel. And I remember knocking on that first door and I asked that gentleman, we had been, you know, gone through some discipleship and training and, and knock on the door. Hey, I'm from Marinath Baptist Church in Columbus, Georgia. My pastor is Pastor Mark Brown. And we're just out knocking on doors and inviting people to church. Do you know where you'd spend eternity if you were to die? I mean, just like that. Just, whoa, chill out, kid. You know where you'd spend eternity if you were to die? Heaven. I was expecting him to say hell. (laughs) Whoa, caught me off guard. What do I say there? Praise the Lord. You know, that's, that's what you want to say. I remember, though, I remember that that time, and I remember I was trying to soak everything in, and I was willing, but I didn't understand all those things. I want my children to serve the Lord with a grateful heart, with a perfect heart, with a desire to serve the Lord, with a, with a heart that is not bitter or anger or frustrated or jealous or anything, and I want them to have a willful spirit about them. Jackson, hey, I want you to come sing. Okay, I'd love to. Hey, Jackson, I want you to go and help Miss Sally in that class. She needs you to carry some things in. Yeah, Dad, I'd love to. I want them to grow, to love, to serve, cultivating that in their, their their heart and their spirit that hey, there's joy in serving the Lord. I want them to to catch that to serve the Lord. Notice why he says, for the Lord searcheth all hearts and understandeth all imaginations of the thoughts. Notice with me number three, and this is where I want to park this evening because I want us to have some time in prayer for just a few moments. The final thing that he goes on to say. Is if thou seek him, he will be found of thee. But if thou forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. Take heed now, for the Lord hath chosen thee to build a house for the sanctuary. Be strong, and notice the last words that he says. Do it. The final thing we see that Solomon is gleaning some things is very simply just to seek the Lord personally. There's going to come a time in my children's lives whenever I'm having those conversations with them where they're going to ask me some advice on the will of God. They're going to ask for some some counsel and there's going to be only so much that I can offer before I look at them and I can just only say, hey, you need to ask God to reveal that because I I don't know the will of God for you. Uh, You need to seek the Lord personally. And Jackson, the Bible tells us that if you seek Him, He'll be found. He's not going to leave you wondering what the will of God is. You seek Him and you you really earnestly desire to see God work in your life, He'll he'll show you those things. Just recently I have a a good friend of mine that is praying and and was seeking some counsel and and I very simply just said, look, the will of God, it'll it'll settle it all. It'll be known. At some point the Lord will reveal those things. And that's the only advice that I could give because I don't know the will of God. But I do know that God doesn't desire to leave us in the dark on those things. And as you come to realize these things right here, he is saying, if thou seek him, he will be found of thee. And I want my children to understand the importance of prayer and giving themselves to prayer and understanding that that there is a God that answers prayer. And as my children begin to ask those things one day, I'm going to sit them down and I'm going to begin to share the many times in which I spent time in prayer and God answered that prayer. I'm going to share the times when God answered it His way, the way He desired that I didn't think the way it was going to be. And I'm going to share the times whenever I was praying a specific prayer and God answered it the exact way that I was hoping would be the case. Because I want them to understand that there's going to be times whenever you're praying something and you're saying, Lord, I need you to do it this way. And there's going to be times whenever, hey, the Lord says, hey, that's the way I want to do it anyways. But I want them to also understand that there's going to be times whenever they're praying and seeking the Lord, that the Lord is going to deal with them and they're going to say, Lord, I need you to do it this way. And God's not going to answer it that way. I want them to understand that it is God's will that matters, not their will that matters. So I want them to understand they need to seek the Lord. You know, the Bible is very clear about many of these things when it comes to calling upon the Lord and finding Him. You know, I love dealing with prayer, and I love Jeremiah 33, 3, calling to me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. I love that understanding because there's so many mighty things right this very moment that we're calling upon the Lord to do that we don't even have an idea of what God has in store for 2023. I didn't know what God was going to do in 2021 at the very end. When all of a sudden he provided a property for a church. I didn't know that in 2022 that whenever I was begging and pleading and asking God to continue to bless the ministry here that he was going to bless the ministry in many, many ways. Man, do I stand in awe of what God has done and who he is. And I look at this passage of scripture and I think about David here. And I love whenever I'm reading the Word of God to kind of visualize some of these things. And I don't know how the the, the exact setting that is taking place. I don't know every detail about it. But for some reason, my mind goes to a time whenever I remember growing up and you begin to think about David here and David is offering some, some advice to his son and he's trying to help him and trying to encourage him as you continue reading on this pastor scripture, the Bible says in verse number 11, "Then David gave to Solomon his son the pattern, and he begins to deal with many things and he's dealing with all this. and I, I, my mind goes to a time whenever I was a young child, and, and, and I wish that my, my Opa would have been still on this earth and that I could have talked to him a little bit more. At the age of about eight or nine or 10, somewhere in that age, my Opa, who was German, that's what we called him, German, uh, had passed away. And I remember we were all as a family being there. We were, were going in separately and kind of saying our goodbyes. And you can imagine for just a few moments, a, a father is, is on his deathbed and he, he's about to pass off the scene. And, and maybe a son goes into the room and that son is dealing with him and he, he's just kind of holding his father's hand and asking for some advice. Dad, I, I'm going to miss you. I, I hope you understand. I love you. And that, that father looks at him and lifts his head and says, Son, I'm going to miss you too. But here's some advice. I, I, I want to offer this advice. You need to know the Lord. Da, yeah, Dad, I, I've accepted Jesus Christ. In my, no, 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 no. Listen, son. You need to know God. Yeah, yeah Dad, I, I, as, a, as, a young, as a young child, I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal No, 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 son, listen. You need to know God. Dad, what are you talking about? Uh, listen, son, you, you need to get into the word of God and you need to commune with the Lord. And you need to get you need to grow that relationship and understand that it's not just about knowing about God's attributes. It's not just about knowing the capabilities of what God can do and how God can work. It's it's about knowing God. Yeah, dad, I know that God is a graceful God. Yeah, but do you know his grace? Yeah, dad, I know that God is a merciful God. But yes, but do you do you acknowledge his mercy? Dad, I know that He answers prayer. Yes, son, but do you spend time in prayer? Dad, Dad, I get what you're saying. Son, 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 listen. You need to know God. Okay, Dad, I, I'll work on knowing. Listen, son, after you, you understand that, listen, son, you need to, you need to serve God. Yeah, Dad, I, I go to church. No, 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 listen, son, you need to serve Him. Dad, I serve in the Sunday school. I serve in, in this ministry. I do these things. No, listen, son, you don't just need to serve in the local church. You serve him with your life. In your workplace, you need to serve him. Hey, when you're in your home, you need to serve him. When you're out and about in your community, you need to serve him. Yeah, okay, Dad. Listen, there's some final advice I want to offer to you. And I can imagine that father laying there and that son now, both of them with tears in their eyes, he says, listen. You see, son, if I could share some stories with you. Of when it was just me and God. Car rides, spending time in prayer. And I started talking, and all of a sudden, God shut me up, and I started doing some listening. Son, you need to seek Him. Okay, Dad, Dad, what do you, what do you, listen, seek Him daily. Son, listen, God is a wonderful God. But you will only understand how wonderful He is if you choose to know Him, serve Him, and seek Him. It's not enough to walk in the doors of the church and hear messages about how wonderful God is. Son, you need to personally decide these things. And I've come to the place in my own life where I can recall stories from great pastors, friends, or or great godly influences in my life, but I'm tired of just hearing their stories. I love hearing those stories. But I want to know those stories. I want to experience the grace of God. I want to experience the mercy of God. I want to see God like I've never sought God before. I want to cry out to the Lord and help myself to understand that God has something for me. Can I share with you tonight, church? I'm falling or coming to the conclusion that there are far too many Christians that are showing up in the house of God that don't truly know God. You say, oh, I accepted the Lord as my personal. That's wonderful, but do you know and experience His grace like He desires for you to every day? Do you acknowledge the love of God every single day? Listen, that that, that God that you have the opportunity to worship every single Sunday and every single Wednesday, He doesn't just desire that you would worship Him on those days. He desires that you would get to know Him and worship Him every single day of your life. And know Him. I'm finding that there are many Christians that know what to say and how to say it, but not doing those things. Far too many Christians are playing games with the, the Lord because they think that as they show up to the house of God that they've they've got it all worked out. I was recently having a conversation with someone and they were talking and they made the statement in passing, oh, you know, you, you, if I could just model some of the things that you... I said, hold up now, I don't got it all put together either. Can I share with you, there's not a soul in here that's got it all put together. Every single one of us needs the grace of God. I want my children one day to understand, to begin to ask questions. Listen, son. Listen, Holly. Listen, Charlie. You just need to know God. You need to serve God with your life and serve it. And serve the Lord personally and understand that you need to do it with a willing mind and a grateful and perfect heart. listen, you need to seek God. Yeah, Dad, what does it mean to seek Him? and I want to be able to bring them along in that and spend time in prayer with my children and help them to understand that as they spend time alone with God it is a wonderful thing. It's not something they have to dread. Can I share with you tonight there are many Christians right this very moment. Some maybe in our church, some that you know and we're limping through. And I'm, I pray for you every single day. But one of the the greatest dangers sometimes to the Christian life is ourselves holding everything back and not letting God work the way He desires to work. I want my children to understand the will of God, whatever that may be, wherever the Lord takes them, whatever the Lord does them. I share with you this past Wednesday that Jackson sometimes will say that he wants to be a preacher. He wants to be a builder. He don't know what he wants. But listen, whatever the Lord wants for him, I want him to understand I am behind him. I remember whenever I began praying about ministry and what the lord was going to do i remember sitting down and and having that conversation because i didn't know what that meant i didn't know if the lord was going to call me into the mission field i didn't know if he was going to call me only to work with teenagers or to be a pastor one day or be an evangelist or whatever the case may be but i i knew i wanted to do the will of god and and i'm thankful for some in-laws and some parents who said listen whatever god has for you you just need to do it whatever that means you need to go And I want my children to understand this, that, hey, whatever God has for you, you need to do the will of God. Notice what he says here. In verse number 10, he says, Take heed now, for the Lord hath chosen thee to build in house this sanctuary. Be strong and do it. There's going to come a time, Jared's just recently surrendered to preach. I say recently. Jacob's just recently surrendered to preach. And there's going to come a time whenever we're having a conversation and they're seeking some pastoral counsel on some things and they're going to make the statement, I'm just scared. And I'm going to say, suck it up. (laughs) No, (laughs) I'm going to say, that's okay. Lean on God and do it. Because I remember in 2016... Beginning of the year, Brother Dalton asking me the question if I would pray about being the next pastor. I said, no, not a chance. He came to me again. I said, no, not a chance. He came to me a third time. He said, look, I know you said no, but would you pray about it? I said, I'll pray about it. And I remember going home, Kelly and I, and I'd look over her and I'd say, what are you thinking? She'd say, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. And I'd say, "Uh, I know. I don't know. And so we separated for a while. We began to pray about some things. And I remember going to my father-in-law and seeking some counsel. He had been in some situations like this and seeking the Lord's wisdom and guidance. And I remember we were going to meet in Coleman, Alabama. We were thinking, oh, he's going to say, run from that, man. You don't, you don't want a pastor at the age of, of 23 and 24. No way. And we sit down at a table and uh, we're anticipating... That the Lord is going to use them to to confirm that you don't need to do this. When well, the Lord is already working and opening doors, we're sitting there and He says, "No, I think y'all should do it. I think it'd be good. The Lord's in it. Do it." And we both got in the vehicle, didn't we? And we said, "Oh yeah." If you'd have told me Mark Brown would be the first person to tell us to do it, we would have been shocked. Like we would have, we were for sure he was going to say, "Come home." He said, "No." That's the will of God. Do it. I'll share with you tonight, church, the Lord desires for us to know Him, to serve Him, to seek Him, because it's in those moments where we come to realize what the will of God is, and He desires for us to do it. I don't know what the will of God for everyone is tonight, but I do have one, one desire, and that's that you would do it. Here's what I want you to do tonight. You can go ahead and close your Bibles. Could I urge you tonight, Miss Michelle, if you don't mind, if you would come and, and play the piano. If you don't mind, if you would play the song, In My Life, for just a few moments. Miss Michelle is going to come, and as she begins to play that here in just a few moments, would you bow your head, every head bowed, every eye closed for just a moment. How many of you tonight would acknowledge, I'm going to ask a couple of questions. How many of you tonight would acknowledge you want to do the will of God for your life? Would you raise your hand for just a moment? You say, I, want, I truly want to do the will of God. How many of you tonight, you can go ahead and put those hands down. How many of you tonight, maybe you're in the place of, of, you already know what the will of God is. And maybe tonight you're struggling with some things. How many of you tonight would acknowledge, maybe there's one here tonight that you are not doing the will of God. And you know you're not doing the will of God. And you need some prayer on that. How many of you would raise your hand for that? You say, I know the will of God, but I'm not doing it right now. Any hands? I see those hands. Could I encourage you, one of the greatest joys in the Christian life is being in the will of God. This is a question for the parents. Parents, I believe you love your children. I believe that's just natural. I believe that there's coming a time when you're going to offer advice and you want to offer what God's advice is, not your own advice. Maybe you're in that stage of already offering advice. This evening, maybe you're sitting here and you're in that stage, or maybe you're going to be in that stage soon, and you just simply need some prayer, and you're asking for prayer tonight, and you say, Pastor, I I want you to pray for me that I would, God would be graceful, give some discernment, understanding, wisdom, that I'd be able to offer God's advice, not my own advice, and I need you to pray for me. Would you just slip up your hand so I can pray for you? You say, That's where I'm at. I want to offer God's advice, and I haven't. That's good. Would you stand with me, heads bowed, eyes closed. This is what I'd like for you to do tonight. Could I encourage you tonight? Seek the Lord. Find yourself at the altar. Maybe there's some families that need to find themselves at the altar. Maybe there's some couples, some individuals, some singles, some children, some teenagers. I don't know, but could I encourage you tonight? Let's seek the Lord and ask the Lord to be with us, to help us. Because I don't know about you, but I, I need the Lord. Man, do I need the Lord. I believe every family needs the Lord here tonight. I believe the couples, the marriages, the homes, the the singles.